This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me here in the MarketScale studio is Bill Ward. He's the lead instructor of graphic design and web at the Art Institute of Dallas. Bill, thank you so much for being here today. And Tyler, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Very, very happy to have you here. And today we're going to talk a little bit more just about the design industry, how quickly it's moving when it comes to technology, the tools at your disposal these days. But let's start off just with your career, Bill. Like just When did you first start to fall in love with graphic design? Well, to be honest, it started when I was uh, very, very young. I would read comic books, and Mm -hmm. then I would draw comic books. And I realized pretty quickly that regular business, accounting, all these other classes I was taking in high school, I really wasn't uh, really absorbed by them. uh, But art, I loved. And so I kept focusing on it. And my parents sort of pushed, tried to push me away. My dad was in selling appliances, and so he mm-hmm. sort of had a route for me. And I was like, I really can't do that. <laughs> so, uh, so yes. Yeah, so it took a little while to convince them, but then I, uh, I went to junior college and took art classes, and I just couldn't stop. And yeah. then I went to the East Texas State University to get my degree. Which is now what Texas A&M Commerce? Is exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, just in school, I, I remember just the less math, the better. And so I, I don't know if you were the same way, but I could, I couldn't, I, I did not do well in subjects like that. Yes, it's amazing how you find what you like <laughs> and what you're not so passionate about in school, which is fantastic. Yes. Yes. So w- when your career first started uh, in the late '80s, what kind of tools did you have at your disposal when you first started in the world of graphic design? What was it like then? Well, um, it's kind of like that story about walking. Uh, uphill to school both ways <laughs> in the snow barefoot. Sure, sure. Um, no, we had uh, really, it was Xerox machines and uh, we had Matros, uh, press down type, and a lot of painting and a lot of um, hand creation. And so truly what we focused on back in the day was more concept and production uh, quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we were trying to do the best we could with hand created elements. And, of course, that has wildly changed. I'm so jealous of students today. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I would say that, that there are graphic designers today that um, probably can't imagine life without Photoshop. I'm sure they can't. Um, but it's my job to try to uh, change their thinking. And so the way I teach is that a lot of times I spend um, – we'll spend uh, seven, eight weeks in the sketchbook coming up with ideas and better ideas and better ideas and working on our review skills. Um, one of the, That's one of the things that um, – the software itself is very important, mm-hmm. but it's truly the ideas that um, – Uh, will help sell you in the marketplace. And that's what I try to get my students to do. They need to be experts in these softwares, but not expect that that is the only thing they need. And that is why it's my job to sort of bring them back to the old school process Mm -hmm. of concept, sketching, um, and ideas. Do you find that maybe the the creative juices, the thought process and that sort of thing is different when you have pencil and paper 
than when you have you know a mouse and you are using a you know an, a program a computer program like a Photoshop or something like that. Yes, that is that is a huge challenge for students. They think the tool is the creativity, and that is not correct. Mm-hmm. So we disabuse them of that uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's like really, truly, the tools are the tools, but ideas are again uh, your commerce uh, in this life. So we spend a lot of time focusing on ideas. When Photoshop first started kind of showing up and becoming a, a tool that was used in this space, what were your initial impressions? Were you initially resistant to that change, to that migration, to more of the, the computer-based design? So, well, for me, it was never a problem because I never learned that in school. I learned it when I got out of school. I learned it on my first job. Yeah. And I was excited about the tools because they gave me more control. Mm-hmm. But I already had a very strong background in ideation. So truly the tools just allowed me to extend my ideas. I didn't have to go to an illustrator um, to illustrate for me. I was able to do it myself. I didn't have to go um, to um, um, a typesetter to typeset the work out, paste it out. I could actually use the computer to create what I was visualizing, which was huge. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I, I got to take people out of the, the steps that I normally went through to create a design. The challenge, though, is that those people were experts. So I'd work with printers, and they had uh, what were called strippers who would combine film together, and they would create exactness. And I would work with print production managers who would teach me about uh, techniques. I would work with copy proofers who would make sure that my work was correct. So I had all these experts. And that's one of the challenges of today is that now the student comes out, and they have to be an expert in the software, and they have to be an expert in um, proving their own work, not only through um, – spell check and all that, but like an InDesign, which is one of the programs I teach a lot of, mm-hmm. they have to use uh, the pre-pressed tools to make sure that their uh, images are the right size, that they're not using any wonky colors, um, that all the images are there. There's a lot of steps. I have to teach all of that. Right. But it was very good. I feel that I went through a, that I learned all this on the job. I knew how important it was. And I used these stories to illustrate to my students how important knowing all the aspects of uh, creating a design are. Yeah, yeah. So you, you spent a lot of time working for agencies. Uh, that might not be the right word. Is that what no, you said? No, it is. Like it tra- is. Tracy Locke and, and just agencies it, like that early on in your career. Well, I started out with a small design firm. Where it was me and my boss who were the designers. And so having that one-on-one was really awesome. Bob Minster at Studio Graphics, great uh, memories of pulling um, um, ideas out of me and teaching me really the the uh, the business mm-hmm. and that was that was so important and then I worked at a medium-sized design firm and then I went to Tracy Locke okay. which is a, a group of like about a hundred designers but I felt that pathway that I took personally benefited me because I knew all the steps in creating uh, my designs I learned the computer while I was there at those other uh, places so that when I worked with print production managers and experts at Tracy Locke I really knew how to keep my files um, to be organized and trouble-free. And so 
that's kind of the process that I use to teach my students as well. It's like trying to get them to think about all the steps before they would hand off a job as well. Yeah, yeah. So then a- after a number of years doing that, you kind of switched and joined the academic world where you've been now for uh, nearly nine years, I believe. So uh, what was part of that transition? What went into your thought process and why why kind of switch over to the academic side? Well, that's a great question, Tyler. Um, I really feel that... Um, as I was mentoring more and more students, more new employees, I found that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And, and I think, you know, you're, as you get older, um, your passions in life, for me, it was design early on. But then um, I found that working with um, students and mentoring them really fulfilled me. And uh, in a way that the day-to-day design may not. And so... That's I started. Um, I had a friend who was teaching at night, and I would go to his classes. He would ask me to critique, and then I was like, "Well, can I come more often and <laughs> and hang out with you and sort of see how you teach?" Sure. And as I went through that process, I just found that I loved it. And then I started my MFA program, I guess, twelve years ago, and I took night classes to get my MFA. And uh, life, uh, as it does, will challenge you. I uh, ended up uh, meeting my uh, wife, getting married, and we moved to Houston, and I started applying for teaching jobs, and I got one immediately, and so that sort of pulled me along even faster into teaching. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything that initially surprised you when you entered that world uh, <laughs> that, that maybe caught you off guard that you said, oh, so like this is what they're teaching nowadays, or, or anything along those lines? Well, in some ways, my my um, my MFA helped me out. We did um, mm. some shadow teaching, but in other ways, I mean, truly, after being a designer for twenty years, I kind of knew what I wanted students to learn. But like you like you're alluding to, it's like the software keeps changing. Yeah, advancing. Um, the um, jobs out there were changing, and. Um, one of the um, ironies in life, which I tell my students all the time, is uh, you may try to avoid things, but they'll always come back. <laughs> One of the reasons that I got into academia is that I really um, didn't want to learn the web. I, it was it was felt it felt like programming to me, and I wasn't passionate about it. And the irony of all ironies is, in order to get a full time job in Dallas, I had to learn web design, mm. I, and I started teaching it. And uh, one of the things that I found was I found a passion for making code, this thing that feels like gobbledygook as you're, as you're typing it out, um, creates something on the web. And it was fascinating. And I could make things move. And I, was, uh, really in, I really enjoy it. Huh. So the things that I tell my students all the time is you may not enjoy this, you may not like it, but then you may learn to love it. So you have to leave your mind open for new experiences all the time. And um, that's one of the fascinating things uh, I think that I have in teaching as well is that I get to learn new things and I get to uh, pass on my passion for um, learning um, to my students. And so uh, teaching is is a really fun new skill that I'm still learning after 10 years. I feel like you have just a, a unique insight on students and maybe just the world of academia in general because you were a student, you graduated, you spent a lot of time you know, in the professional realm and then went back to school and, and got your MFA and now you teach. So how are, maybe how are students different now than they were when you were a student and you were first learning the trade of graphic design? I'll be honest, 
I I think that I'm I'm very jealous of my students for their media savvy, mm. um, their ability to um, jump on a computer and have a fearlessness that I that I did not have when I was their age. Um, so um, that in uh, intuitive uh, uh, passion for technology. Um, I'm jealous of them. I think that's amazing. I wish I had it. Um, I still struggle. Um, but um, I think in a lot of ways, we're the same in that I still remember my, my bachelor's degree in that they um, students really don't know what to expect when they get out of school. Yeah. And I think it's important for me as a teacher to, to tell the stories of, of working and of course, you know, they don't absorb it. They can't, they didn't experience it, but I have to keep reinforcing that, that, um, that, um, uh, attention to detail with everything they do. Um, my, uh, teachers taught that to me, but of course we didn't have computers at that time. And so we have to have that attention to detail with detail with computers. We have to have attention to detail with, um, the way we communicate with our fellow students and um, our, you know, our teachers and employers, so that um, we really um, add value and we don't complicate things um, as we are working with other people. So it's it's I think a, many of the skills are the same, but yes, the the computer savvy. I'm I'm just amazed at what students can do. And I think to go along with that, one of the things that fascinates me about academia these days is just the constant challenge to keep up with the technological innovation of the day. Because as we've mentioned a couple of times now, things just evolve so rapidly these days that there's this constant challenge to make sure that the uh, the curriculum is nimble enough to be able to adjust to accommodate for changes and that sort of thing. And you as an instructor have to stay on your toes and know the latest things and the trends and the uh, all of the different uh, aspects. So th- there it almost feels like there's a slight disconnect between academic world and then professional world where things can move and change so quickly. So how do you make sure that you stay up to date with everything that is current in the world of graphic design? Well, Tyler, this is a fabulous question. And it's something that I struggle with on a daily basis. Um, You would think um, as a teacher, you'd spend a lot of your time teaching, grading, but no, I need to set aside a good a third of my time to mm. keep up with what's going on. So um, I'm actually in school again. I'm at uh, uh, SMU taking a certificate program on UI, UX, or user interface, user um, um, experience. And um, I'm not going to finish that up for another three or four months. Um so yes, as a teacher, you would never expect to still be in school sure. over and over <laughs> again, but that is what I do. Right, um, right. But um, I also go to the uh, the meetups uh, that are um, around Dallas are fabulous. Mm. And so I meet a lot of industry professionals through that. Um, and I learn about the, the groups that are getting bigger and bigger, like UI and UX. I'm realizing I have to spend more time in that space. And so I actually have a, a meetup next week. And I also um, go to the uh, uh, DSVC or da- Dallas Society of Visual Communication. I stay um, up to date with our biggest trade group in uh, Dallas in the south. And I also uh, volunteer for the National Student Show, so I see what's coming out of all the other colleges. Mm. Um, I actually have a uh, office reopening uh, the uh, 
head of the DSVC, the new head of the DSVC, her agency is having a uh, uh, open house uh, next week, so I'm going to go to that. I mean, I have to be around uh, industry professionals all the time to understand what's going on, to understand what their needs are, which is why I was so appreciative of being asked because, again, um, what you all are doing here is amazing, and I want to make sure that my students are up to date with what you are doing specifically here at Market Scale, so that I can, um, uh, like you talked about earlier, adapt our curriculum, uh, make suggestions to our students so they can stay up and get jobs immediately out of school, or hopefully even before they get out of school. Yeah. And so this is a great opportunity for me to come out and learn about you all as well. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I think that that's a, a great service and a great way of thinking about. Your students, because I, I don't know that everybody always thinks about that. I, I don't know for sure. I don't talk to every professor. But uh, <laughs> what, what resources, and uh, you kind of explained what you do on a regular basis, but how would you encourage other people maybe in your field to stay plugged in? What have been, um, you kind of laid out your most effective ways, but would you say it's always kind of plugging in, getting involved with professional organizations and, and continuing your own education? Well, those two elements definitely are very, very important. Um, I, I think you, you have to be talking with professionals all the time. But a third element that I have is uh, talking to my students who have graduated. Um, by staying plugged in with them and learning what they are learning and inviting them back for portfolio reviews and, and being a part of the school, I'm trying to get my students, my graduates, to um, potentially bring on um, recent graduates to their own uh, um, em areas of employment, uh, places of work, and try to continue the cycle, try to uh, continue to get um, alumni um, excited. I think uh, um, alumni should be very proud of where they came from, and I think they typically are. And they should, um, and I think I did, I enjoyed um, interviewing students who graduated from my program and seeing what they may be learning um, and trying to help them get a leg up. And so I think that uh, third leg, uh, following up with students, learning what they're learning. And Chris Berry here is a great example. He's one of my graduates. Yeah. And uh, um, inviting him out to our portfolio review and, and having him come out and talk to our students was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so to, um, to continue the cycle of um, alumni helping um, new graduates, I think, is huge, too. Yeah. It's a shame Chris just isn't a nicer guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. He's fabulous. For, for anybody listening that doesn't know Chris, uh, maybe the nicest person that you'll ever meet on the face of the planet. Um, I totally agree. 100%. So what excites you, then, about the future of what you see when it comes to graphic design? Have you seen anything recently that you think man, it's really cool to get to learn this. Maybe maybe it is the user interface, user experience thing, and, and you're learning more about that. But are there things that excite you that you've, you've seen recently that you think this could really be uh, a big part of the future of, of what's taught when it comes to graphic design? Well, the reason I gravitated to user experience is that it crosses all areas mm -hmm. of, of design and design thinking. Um, because it's really trying to get your customer, your user, to um, to to um, really um, feel like they um, can intuitively use your product or service without a lot of help. And, yeah. and it's really listening to them to improve your services. Mm -hmm. And so I think that truly as a broad brush is where the industry needs to be. So that for me is huge. Individual software packages like Adobe XD is used for user interface. Mm -hmm. Those things 
come very rapidly. We're, we're, I'm seeing new things all the time, and it's hard for me to keep up with all the software myself. But that's why I try to go out and talk to industry professionals and try to bring them into the classroom so that they can take their direct experience, things that I just can't be an, I can't be an expert in everything. But if I bring in industry professionals who can come in and teach my students what they are, what they are uh, doing right now at their places of work and teach the software and teach the process of their learning, that's where I feel like I contribute the most. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what advice would you give to recent graduates, uh, maybe graduated this past May or graduating this summer? What kind of advice are you giving your students that you would pass on to, to maybe other students who might be listening who are new and kind of entering that job market? Well, that's a, that is a great question. Um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is to be open to new experiences. Do not sit there and try to go, well, I need to do, I think this is what, you know, the job market needs. And so that's for what I'm going to focus on. It's really, you have to listen to people when you're interviewing. What are the skills they are looking for? what um, software, whatever, but you have to listen mm. and you, you have to sort of um, uh, put your expectations to the side and sort of listen to, listen to what, the, um, what the industry needs and then you deliver on that. If you have a special skill or talent that you can introduce, that's so much better. But really, truly, for me, it's always going to be listening. Listen to what people need and then deliver on that and deliver it with um, 110% enthusiasm. And that will make you successful and happy. And uh, But, you know, that's the lesson I learned. Yeah. I couldn't avoid web design. I had to embrace it. <laughs> and and I think that all students need to um, keep their minds open to what it is that the industry is telling them they need. If there's somebody else uh, similar to you that's worked in agencies and, and you know been a professional in the industry uh, that is intrigued by the idea of teaching and becoming an instructor, what kind of encouragement would you give uh, along those lines? Well, I would say that that teaching is is a fabulous um, it's a fabulous profession. Uh, the mentoring for me, giving back um, uh, my knowledge is only a small part of it. It's really, I think, giving passion, the passion for the work, the passion for um, this kind of, um, um, to, to be able to mentor is, I think, um, I'm, I'm losing the word here, but I think it's a, uh, gosh, uh, it's a, um Kind of a rewarding, fulfilling. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, truly, to uh, to be able to mentor, to be able to teach, uh, is not like doing the work. Mm. Uh, to to be able to guide students through the process uh, that you know intuitively is difficult. You have to break down your process, how you do things, to to be able to help students understand um, um, and get in their shoes and understand you know, what it is they don't know, what they're missing, mm -hmm. and every student is different, and what they miss and may not get is different, and so you're truly, um, um, it's one-on-one it's, it's -on -one, uh, many times, and, uh, but when you see that they've gotten it, the light bulb um, hits, they, they, they get what you're teaching, and they're proud of their work, I mean, I, that's why I love teaching, because it's, it, for me, that is so 
amazing to see um, students be proud of their work. Absolutely. Well, Bill Ward, the lead instructor of graphic design and web at the Art Institute of Dallas, thank you so much for taking some time talking to us here at Market Scale and uh, instructing us a little bit on what's going on in the world of graphic design. Tyler, thank you for this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this podcast today, we have a lot more podcasts just like it over at marketscale.com. So head over there right now, click on industries at the top of the page, and then scroll down. You'll find 14 industries to choose from, and you'll surely be able to find more content just like this for you to consume. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.